Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today our guest is Sean Gold. He's a serial entrepreneur, founder, best-selling author, guest speaker, advisor, and consultant to start consultant to startups. Thank you for making the time, Sean. Thank you for having me. Wow, it sounds exhausting when someone else says it. Yeah, I didn't even read it all. I didn't read it. There's more. <laughs> we keep adding stuff. We're we're always changing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's safe. Uh, so yeah, on, on that note, let's let's start with a short short introduction to tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, pretty much kind of notorious for all the nightlife stuff I did. That's how kind of everyone knows me despite everything else I've done. It always comes back to a nightclub or a private party or a mansion <laughs> or a yacht, which is fine, despite that I have other accolades. Um, but I've worked with probably close to 20 different startups in every non-technical role you can imagine marketing, strategy, branding, content, you name it, I've done it. I do a lot of stuff in the creative space, my Substack, Utopian Journey, with screenplay that I have that's close to being in pre-production. So we'll see. Hey. Um, yeah, lot, just lots of different things. Spoken at different universities. I've done, a, I've done a lot. I mean, I always continue to do a lot just because I have a lot of interests and I don't have... I don't have that voice inside my head that says, oh, maybe you should do just one thing. I have a voice that says, mm. try everything because I don't really <laughs> care about failure. I don't care about what other people think. I don't care about lost time if I'm trying something new. So I just go with it and it's, it's worked out so far. So <laughs> that's kind of how wow. I roll. Is that because um, it, it does seem to like you do a lot of things, but if you were to say to, to have like a, that line that connects them all, would you say that that comes to the storytelling part because you, you you have a lot of creative stuff going on. Like you 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 have you mentioned the substack as well. Yes. If I had one line to connect them all, yeah, I'd say a storytelling connector. Uh, we're gonna mm. we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna put that together right now on the spot. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, yeah, story, storytelling connector. Um, that that'd probably be the best way to describe it. And how did that evolve evolve from the nightlife stuff? Well, nightlife was always storytelling. It's going to be great. It's going to be hot. This celebrity is going to be here. I mean, it was, it was essentially marketing and sales just to a very high-end clientele. So it was always storytelling and I was always connecting, but I've always been creative. And I kind of put the creativity stuff to the side for a while until it kind of, you know, reawoke. And I started getting into it with, you know, teaching myself screenwriting and writing my novel and doing all that. So once it awoke, it's, I don't want to put it back to sleep. I, I kind of use that for one, the stuff I want to do, which is like the Substack and the, you know, the film stuff and the TV stuff. But it also applies to startups. It also applies to their <laughs> stories. It also applies to their content. It applies to their blogs. It applies to, you know, what they want to craft. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know how to tell a story and sell a story. <laughs> it's just like we're, we're the Uber of applesauce. You know, that's like, I mean, it's like, it's always, it's always something yeah. stupid. You know, it's, they always say that it's always like something where they take something really successful that everybody knows, and then they apply it to where, what they're doing, which is something so niche that nobody cares about. And that's their story. And it just doesn't work. 
So yeah, it, it, it's all, at least in my mind, everything I do is kind of entangled. One one thing helps something else. So if I'm if, if I spend more time in the storytelling, I can understand a company and an industry and a vertical even better. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, I'm doing something with a, with, with a startup in blockchain right now. So, you know, to craft their story and craft their content strategy and, you know, prepare them for an outside investment, you know, I'm, I'm learning everything I can about, you know, that industry vertical, just so I can tell proper stories, just so I can get people excited. I've done a lot, you know, and I, it wasn't, it's not just limited to that. I mean, I've worked with a dating app that I helped build and, and that's a dating app in Miami, which is like an oxymoron. <laughs> You know, um, you know, that's one of the like, I guess one of the the, the, the nine circles of the underworld, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did a, an Uber competitor type app here in Miami. I've done so many different things. I mean, prominently right now, I'm with openvc.app where I do all the content and then I host our uh, pitch deck roasts, which are once a month where me and someone much smarter and better at investments than I am takes apart three <laughs> three decks live from consenting founders in front of a live studio, not studio audience, but a live audience, a live Zoom mm. audience of founders, investors, and people that just want to be entertained. But but it's all about crafting a story and it's all about, mm. you know, showcasing a brand and it's all it's all about, you know, building an actual presence. And I mean a presence because most people think presence like, well, I have a link tree and it's on Twitter, mm-hmm. Google, Snapchat. Like it's like, doesn't, doesn't mean anything unless people, you know, know who you are. Mm. And to follow on that, and just as you mentioned, Linktree and all the different platforms that one has to be now, like personally as a personal brand, but also companies like there's just everywhere you have to be present. And it's really hard to keep a brand consistent. Regardless 100%. Of I mean, and it's certain people shouldn't be on certain platforms. Okay. Like, I feel like if you're 45 years old, you shouldn't be the face on your TikTok for your company. Okay. Like hire mm-hmm. someone that's 19. I feel like there's going to be an Amber <laughs> alert if you're over a certain age going on TikTok. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think you should be on Snap. I mean, there's all these little things that people don't get, you know, that it's just, it's one thing to be like the presence and have the brand consistently on LinkedIn, which for those at home is like Facebook Lite. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's one thing that to have that brand consistently on LinkedIn, but then it's like, okay. I'm going to do this also on Instagram. And it's like, well, you know, if you're a SaaS company at enterprise software, you know, which is kind of boring, I don't think it's going to fly on Instagram. It flies better on a LinkedIn or Twitter, but what are you going to post pictures of on Instagram? Like, what are you going to do? And why are you going to do it? And yeah, it's, it's so many different things. It's super annoying. I'm on a bunch of stuff and I don't even like, I don't pay attention to it. I mean, to me, it's kind of a time suck. Like, so I have followers and I just, I post when I have something cool, but I'm not checking it every day because I'm too busy focusing on doing my work, building something, taking meetings, like doing things that are going to matter. Then be like, huh, I'm going to post this picture with some really good content and uh, and some awesome hashtags. Like it's not going to do anything. It's not going to be like, that was beautiful. That was the most amazing picture I've seen. Like, like it just, it's really like, it, 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 to me, again, it, it's something that you just outsource if you want to outsource. And to me, again, it's not... Not since the nightlife days has like social media been really apparent or uh, apparent or important to me. I mean, my my main focus when I share something is probably LinkedIn and then probably maybe Facebook because I have like five thousand people on there. Occasionally an Instagram story, but that's about it. Occasionally a tweet because people tag me, but mm-hmm. nothing nothing too crazy because you know you you go to where your your market is. You know you mm-hmm. go to where people are at. 
And I don't have a TikTok account. And I, I signed to the TikTok once for like five seconds. And then that was it. I was done. <laughs> I, that, that's enough for me. No more challenges or anything. So, um, and, and I'm not, I'm not an influencer. I mean, people, people call me an influencer because I have influence, but I'm not like, you know, Hey guys, check this out. Look at the protein. I used to start my day and with the promo. Like, I'm not going to like do that. Like if I'm going to like show something, it's going to be something really cool really awesome and doesn't look like I'm like selling out, <laughs> you know, it's something I'm usually <laughs> involved in. Yeah, no, so I completely get that. And I think if I was to summarize it, it makes for a good uh, advice to, to our audience, because from what you're saying, it's, it seems like the better way to do it is not to um, do it effectively what people do now backwards where they're like, okay, I need to be on all of those platforms and I need to produce content for all of those platforms all the time. And what you're saying is, no, you do your thing. And when there is something that's relevant to whatever platform, if your audience is there and they will have you know some value from hearing or seeing that, then you can post it, but it can be the focus. Correct. I mean, you have to have quality content, whatever your company is or whatever you're doing. You have to have something shareable, something to be like, look what we're working mm. on. Most of the stuff is terrible. 99% of stuff out there is terrible. There's people patting themselves on the back for doing something that used to be a requirement. And now it's a triumph. You know, like we got the company email set up today. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> Really stupid stuff. And, you know, I just feel like most people that they, they, they just, they don't get it. And it's like, you know, I have people that ask like, why don't you post more? You do so many interesting things. And it's like, because I'm too busy actually doing the interesting things. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I don't care about what people think if they're not going to be my customer or my target audience. Like I just, it doesn't matter to me. I don't need to impress people. Like I've done enough cool stuff to impress them. And if they're not impressed, like me doing something, you know, something stupid is not going to impress them, you know, and I'm not trying to impress them. I'm trying to actually, you know, create some new stuff, create dope content, you know, help people and really do things that haven't been done before, you know, and that kind of, that takes a lot of time and it's, it's, it's much easier to talk about doing it than to actually do it. And I think that's why we're mm. in a world of constantly, you know, bragging and boasting, you know, I don't even, I don't even check my LinkedIn feed. I post what I need to post once or twice a week and that's it because the feed is just, you know, everybody is, it's always, it always starts with I'm privileged or I'm honored. And it's always Oof. like, it's Tell always, me about it. <laughs> it's, they're always privileged or honored to accept a position and or that their boss or their manager, they can like, you know, they can, you know, promote them and talk about how smart and awesome and how much that it's it's always it's like there's like a LinkedIn playbook. And it's like, let's all copy and paste the playbook and do it. And um, it's the same thing for Twitter. It's the same thing. It just it just garbage. It's like it's not the real world. It's like people think that it is, but it's not. Um, mm. It's like I feel like when everything's said and done with all the stuff I've done and all the stuff I'm doing, I want people to look back and be like, wow. He actually did some cool stuff and not like his tweets were amazing. <laughs> you know, wow. His social media was lit. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely feel that. And I've been like lately cleaning up a lot of my accounts exactly because of that, because they become un unusable. Like you open anything and it's just that sea of sameness that yeah. means nothing. Yeah, it's a march to the void. That's essentially what it is. It's just, you know, and it's all it's it's all like fake. It's all artificial. Like you, you, you can have people that you've been colleagues with that you've known for years. And they don't talk like that. 
They, you've never heard them say ever that they've been honored or privileged, you know, yeah. and, and they wouldn't say that. But because they want to toe the line and pat themselves on the back or pat, you know, their their manager, or their boss on the back or something like that. Like that's that's essentially what, you know, what they do. And it just, you know, it's very it's very artificial. It's very inauthentic. Everyone can see through it, but nobody wants to say anything. So I'll say it. <laughs> you know, like, I'll say it because it's fine. There you go. It's been said. <laughs> Thank you. We said but, it here. You heard it here. First. Yeah, we said it. <laughs> but like, I have one thing there. As you were saying that you know everybody has that need to post everything constantly everywhere because you know it's what everybody else is doing. You, I feel, have been uh, in that space in in marketing for long enough to see it change over time and. Like, I don't know if you have kids, I have four. Um, I can see that even though I'm trying really hard to like limit their space, their, their time online, there is that syndrome of if I haven't posted it somewhere, it's almost like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the so, FOMO and uh, yeah, we have to put it. You know, it did happen because you experienced it. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it's crazy. I live in I live in Nice. Sometimes you walk around and there's that amazing sunset, like amazing. I, I'm I'm here for fifth year now, and I'm still walking around like a tourist. You know, like wow, it's amazing. You look around, everybody's on their phone, and it's like mm-hmm. you're not seeing it. You're looking at your phone. You're yeah. seeing it through the through the phone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's just, it, it, of course. I mean, it just essentially, you know, that's what's happened. You know, it's uh, people have become kind of slaves to their devices. Um, you know, the there's a great quote that says, uh, uh, what's the quote? I don't want, I wasn't prepared for it, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Seem Taleb quote, uh, the author of the black swan and, 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 and the thinking in the bed of Procrustes, where he said, um, what's the difference uh, between a slave and an employee? And I think it's like a, a phone or I think it's the technology. It's, <laughs> It's essentially that, but yeah, it just, it's, it just, everybody looks at their phone and has to post everything and share everything. And I feel like I'm the only one that's saying that like, it's not, you're not that important. It's not that amazing. You know, it's not that it's, mm. it's one thing if it's like, okay, I'm about to go on stage on, I don't know, Britain's got talent in front of 30 million viewers. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you should share that. But it's like, here's me, I'm standing in the elevator what we're waiting for it's like the most <laughs> mundane things that people try to make like they try to make their lives so important and it's the same thing for businesses where it's like why don't you focus on getting the customers and why don't you focus on you know changing the game and becoming an industry leader or becoming a leader in your niche or in your field instead of trying to brag about stuff i mean um i see it a lot with startup founders that try to like make themselves look cooler than they really are you know i saw a deck mm. the other day that had like for their metrics. And when you have startups, metrics are kind of like user retention, revenue, growth. And this one put like their social media metrics. And it'd be great if they grew from like zero to 5 million people. But it's like we grew from zero to like 500 Twitter followers. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to assume you have some tastemakers on there, some real, some real heavy hitters. But like, what is it like? It doesn't matter. You know, what, what matters is your work. What matters is what you, you know, what you produce. What matters is, you know, if you use your time wisely. And I feel like, most people aren't. And it's, it's something that, you know, I, I write impassionately about, um, you know, on Utopian Journey, my Substack, And just, you know, it's uh, there's a quote from uh, Walker Percy that he asked a question. Can people miss their lives like they miss a plane? 
Mm. And I said, that's, that's, that's a really good quote. One, because nobody knows who he is. And two, I'm like, you're not going to find that on any Instagram profile or anything, but, but it's true. Can, can you miss your, your, your life? Like you miss a plane. And I think the case is yes. I think the case is, you know, especially now because, you know, there's the business and then there's the busyness and we've confused the two and the busyness is all like, look at all the stuff I've done, but you haven't done anything. You just, you've checked the boxes and whatnot. And then there's the business of stuff actually getting done, growing a company, growing, growing revenue, expanding into a new vertical, whatever the case may be. But it's just this, there's this culture of like, look how busy I am. And people compete with each other to be like, you know, well, I wake up at 4am and then I meditate for two hours and then I go to the oh, gym. Dear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then someone else will say, I wake up at 3am and it's just like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, a race to the bottom of being, you know, like this is what I do. And people ask me what time do you wake up? I'm like, whenever I feel like it. I don't wake up before dawn. Like, who does that? Like, were you insane? Like, it's just, but people like, I, I feel like they've been like conditioned and programmed because one successful person did it. So now that they have to like do it. And then like everyone else on social media follows it. And it's just like, you know, do your own thing. You know, um, I don't wake up early. I, um, I don't make my bed is the first thing I do when I wake up. I like, I don't meditate. I don't like do all these things that people tell me to do, you know? And people look at me like, whoa, how do you get anything done? And it's like, one, I get a ton of stuff done. And two, you know, I bring up Pablo Picasso, the most prolific artist in history. And he like, didn't, he didn't start working till like two or three in the afternoon. He'd wake up every day around <laughs> 1130 or noon and then spend the afternoon hanging out with his friends or walking around before I went to go start work in a studio. So, you know, this notion of we have to wake up at five in the morning and work out for five hours and eat a whole chicken for breakfast and then start work. And it just like, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you're busy, but like, what are you actually accomplishing? I mean, it sounds, mm. it sounds kind of terrible. It sounds regimented. It sounds like something you would do if you were in prison where it's like, you wake up at this time and you have to do all yeah. this and then you have this. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to do my life the way I want to do it, which, and it's been working out so mm. far where it's like, I'm just going to kind of do what I need to do and schedule what I need to schedule. And um, if I ever wake up before dawn, it's probably because I can't sleep because I'm too excited for something happening or I have a flight. Or in the old days, it's because I didn't wake up yet. I was just coming home, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't like a, a thing where it's like, I have to wake up with the sun and blah, blah. Like, it's not that. And I feel like, again, it's, it's all about the busyness when you should be focusing on the business. I was going to ask you about like, because you work a lot with entrepreneurs, uh, what would you say are the mistakes, the most common mistakes? But I think we actually ended up talking about a lot of mistakes, just yeah. like <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mistakes are good. Um, right. What else did I want to ask? You have your name as a domain name. You've registered that, and yes. it's kind of a place to to showcase what you what you're up to. How do you feel? Is is that important? Would you advise other people to do that? What was the oh, story? There? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, funny story. Always register your, your name as a domain. I don't care if you're business or not. I, um, back in the day when I was at university, I didn't have my name registered. Someone bought it and they tried to extort me. They, I still have the email where they emailed me and they said, we've bought your, your name as a domain name. We're going to sell it to your competition unless we can make a deal. And I didn't reply because I was like, okay, like what, I'm not being blackmailed for my own name. So I just waited like a year, it expired. And then I bought it. Um, so one, you should always buy your domain name just because you don't know what could happen. People could buy it. And then, you know, you could have someone that has your very same name that is a complete crackhead and like it like ruins your <laughs> reputation, you know? Um, so one, always buy the domain name for yourself. Even if you don't use it, just park it, pay the 10 bucks or whatever and do it. 
Two, um, yeah, I mean, it depends what you want to do. I mean, I'd say, you know, whatever in industry you're going to be in, pe people are always going to Google you. So rather than have your socials come up and your LinkedIn, you want to have the first thing come up, which is, you know, this is what I do. This is what I work on, blah, 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 you know, which is fine. Um, so I, I recommend that. Um, but for me, I mean, I haven't even updated my domain name in a while. I, I mean, I have the name, but I haven't updated the website. I just, it, for me, it's more like it's there, but most of my inbound comes through referrals. It comes through, you know, so many different sites that I'm on. Um, nothing ever really came from like seangold.com. It's just, it's there. And, mm -hmm. you know, my, my picture from TV comes up and all that cool stuff. I will, I will, you know, redesign it and add, you know, the bazillion podcast I've been on my articles and all that stuff. It just, it's going to take a while because I have to find it all. But um, yeah, I think everyone should do it regardless if they're going to turn themselves into a brand. I think they could just have it where it's like, even if they just don't want to be an entrepreneur or don't want to be, you know, a marketing person, whatever, they just have it. So it comes up and has their picture and says, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I work at the forefront of, I don't know, uh, restaurant tech or something. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just one paragraph with their picture. So when someone Googles them, their professional shot comes up or something. So yeah, I, um, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big proponent. And I think everyone should do it because it's like you have your digital rights, you know, and you, mm -hmm. like, you have the right to your name and nobody has your name unique enough that someone else is not going to could have it. It's not going to copy it. Um, so you don't want to have like the real Sean gold.com. You just want to have you know, <laughs> one, um, one Sean gold.com and do it. Um, so yeah, so that, that I definitely recommend it. I, I recently had a guest who very nicely summed it up. I feel he, he said, I want to own my story because obviously you can't control what people post about you yeah. all over the place. So like when you have your name and it's all set up, it's like you own your story. It's like, that's what I say about myself and it's there and it's clear. Yeah. You want to own the narrative and mm. you want to, you want to have at least some authority on the subject. Cause going back to LinkedIn, I mean, you know, you can't even tell what someone does in like one line anymore. Now it's like 50 lines where it's like crypto enthusiast, blockchain, hobbyist, husband. Web like three. Lists, yeah. Web three. <laughs> it, it lists 50 things where it's like, it's, it's essentially code for being unemployed. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what it is. It's essentially code for being unemployed. You have 50 things where, you, where you're a hobbyist, enthusiast, proponent. You have everything, but what you actually do. You know, and that's kind of just like, you know, you don't want to be that you want to have, you know, your one, your one person, the one, the, your, your, your narrative, your domain name. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I do these. I do it in two lines. That's it. And you have other mm. stuff. Great. I love books. I'm not going to be like, you know, a bibliophile who's now reading this. Like nobody cares. Okay. But people, <laughs> I, I feel like they're trying to search for stuff to like make them seem really interesting. And by reading all that, you're just, you're not interested, you know, because you, it, it becomes like you try to put your entire Facebook profile into your LinkedIn title. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, it's that I see here that you watch movies and breathe oxygen. All right. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We have so much in common. We both have a pulse. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me. Yes, I don't know. Yesterday, two of the kids were doing, you know, when kids get stuck on stuff, they they were sitting in the car and doing, imagine there's somebody now at this very moment doing whatever. And, and that just went on for hours. And it, it just reminds me of those kind of, yes, there's somebody doing stuff and it goes on as a listed. It's childish. Yeah. You should have been like, a, imagine what you could be doing if you finished your work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, think about yeah. that. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's good. Um, what else did I want to ask you? What about your books? 
Yes. What would you like to know? How many are there, firstly? Four. And what are they about? So we have Promoter Mind, Hustler Heart. It's a bit obsolete because I wrote it in 2014. Um, but it was about marketing, but it was a uh, promoter mind, hustler heart, number one marketing book. When I launched it on Amazon, um, I have pro tip, which is a comedy book based on all my experiences in nightlife. It was kind of a guide of what not to do when you came to Miami nightlife and hit me up. Didn't work. <laughs> um, I have, uh, my novel hitter, which is based on a screenplay that I was pitching, um, just to establish the, the intellectual property. And then I have a uh, better be you, which, uh, was a number one entrepreneurship book when I launched it in 2017, um, which is just like a, a primer for entrepreneurs. Very, very, it's not a very long book. It's a very short to the point, you know, of what to do if you want to be an entrepreneur with some examples and whatnot. Um, I have a bunch of other manuscripts I never released. I'm probably going to do one for my Substack because it's nearing 200,000 words because um, I've been doing it for almost two years. So I'll probably mm. release a book just to the best content, uh, like a free ebook kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, so we have those. And then I have the screenplays, which a different one is actually about to be in pre-production. We're just looking for partners and attaching talent. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. But I'm always on the move. I'm always, you know, like I said, I'm just... There's certain type of archetypes that people are that is part of your 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 personality and your psyche. Um, you can take the test. The tests are free, and the tests are 100 accurate because my personality is like the creator. So you know, mm. it lists like that's what you do. I just I, I think about something, and then like a normal person, be like I don't know, and me, I just dive into it, and I'll dive into it, and I'll spend six hours on it writing, or I'll spend you know a weekend on it and if i have something i'll pursue it and if i don't at least you know it was practice to me to write and create something hmm. um but yeah books i mean books are they're good they're there but my, my focus is again the the substack hmm. how do you deal with self-criticism like because you, you do so much stuff and you just said you just write it and well if it doesn't work it's it's at least an experience I love that because it allows you to do more things. A lot of people mm -hmm. stop at that very level where they go, well, you know, what if it's not good or what is even the point like of writing it? Cause there's so much better stuff being written already. How, how do you get over that? Um, me personally, I'm very harsh on myself, like very harsh. Right. Um, but then I give myself a raise to increase my morale. So it's okay. <laughs> so, um, but no, like, I mean, I really don't compare myself to others. I don't because the majority of people are stupid. The majority of work is terrible. I don't care. Okay. I'm a unique person with a unique <laughs> vision. Most people are drones. I don't care. You know, I'm going to write something. I'm going to do it. I'm harsh with myself if, I'm, if I don't think it's up to my standards and my, my level of where it should be. Um, that, that's what needs to be, but I'm not competing against myself. Cause if I, if I compete against myself, it's going to be competing against other people that I admire as a writer. So, you know, a Victor mm. Frankl or a Carl Jung or, or a Dostoevsky. And you can't, those are like some of the greatest minds of all time. So you yeah. can't compare, you know, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if, you know, there, there's a quote from, I think Abraham Maslow, where essentially, you know, if Plato knew that there was another Plato before him, he wouldn't have become Plato. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have to not think about what others have accomplished. You have to become who you want to be. Um, mm. And you really can't set, you know, the, the frontiers of, of your possibilities. You, you can't set those and you can't let anybody else set those. So mm. um, if you don't like something I wrote or something I created, then it's like, all right, well, that's on them. You know, it's just I, I, I did my best. If I can improve it a little bit, give me some guidance, I'll do it. But at the end of the day, 
like it's not for you. It's just like, you know, certain music isn't for certain people, certain mm. articles aren't, certain content, you know, certain companies are. So I don't, I really don't beat myself up over it. I beat myself over up over it if I could have done better. And so for my my books, because obviously, you know, the last one was released five years ago. I mean, yeah, there, I could have done much better if I released them now. But that's because mm. I had to release the books to get better. And I had to do all this other stuff to improve and get better and become better. Mm. Um, so, you know, and I'm sure whatever I release now, five years from now, I'm going to be like, it sucks, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's <laughs> what it is. If you're, if you're, if you're growing, you know, that's, what's going to happen. You're, you're yeah. going to look back just all the, all the stuff you do at the beginning is not the best. And even the stuff you do when you think you're the best is not the best, because if you keep going and keep climbing, it gets better and gets better. Um, but you have to, you have, you have to make that climb. Nobody wants to make the climb. That's, that's the problem. They, they want to just, you know, look at the mountain and pull out their phone. And as we said, take a picture, (laughs) but the climb itself is different. And, um, you know, I feel like creativity is a climb. I feel like existence is a climb regardless of what you want to do. And, Mm. you know, people that are just starting to climb are light years ahead of the multitude that aren't even approaching the mountain. And that's just mm. the truth. I mean, I've, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing entrepreneurship since I was a kid and I've just always moved forward. I never let any failure, any loss, any, any setback stop me. I just, it might've slowed me down, but I keep moving forward. Um, mm. You know, cause the, the truth of the matter is that there's a Haitian proverb and nobody wants to hear this because we all want to climb the top of the mountain and be like, I did it. The truth of the matter is that beyond the mountains are more mountains. So once you mm. make it to the top, there's one that's even bigger. And once you get to the yeah. top of that, there's one that's even bigger, um, you know, so you, you have to just keep going. And that's my mentality with it. And that's a good thing. And I love that. I love the way you, you framed it there that basically if, if you look back and you go, oh, that, that was horrible or I could have done better. It means you've progressed since. So that's a good thing. Like people usually get scared of that or, or think, okay, that was kind of, it, it's, yeah, I love the, the way you switched it there. Well, there's, there's, you know, they, they, there's imposter syndrome and I hate that stupid term. Okay. Because it's based on, <laughs> it's based on an earlier theory by Abraham Maslow um, called the Jonah complex, which sounds much better because it was actually created by Abraham Maslow and not some nitwit on Twitter or whatever. Okay. So <laughs> The Jonah complex is the fear of greatness. It's people that yeah. they fear themselves becoming great. You know, it's like it comes from Jonah in, in, the, in the Bible avoiding his, his, his destiny. And people want to avoid their destinies because they're worried about, oh, I don't know if I can do it. How am I going to look in front of other people? I don't want to make other people jealous. I don't want to make other people envious. I don't want the attention, you know, and, and it's kind of like a lot of people suffer from it. They won't admit it, but, you know that's going to ruin their lives. That's going to ruin their lives more than anything because they are capable of being at the highest level. And the only thing holding them back is themselves. They have the the know-how, they have the grit, they have the technical expertise, they have the motivation, but it comes down to what is the crowd going to think of me? What are my friends from high school on Facebook going to think of me? What are my colleagues going to think of me? They don't even know I'm into this. Like it's, it's always that fear and, um, and I, and, you know, and that fear like destroys more ideas and more companies and more people than anything else because they won't mm. start. And I see it. I mean, I see it with everything. I see people that don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to write because I don't think it's going to be good. They don't want to mm. take a class in something or get certified because they don't think they can, they, it's going to be good or people are going to accept them. Or there's always the 
from my my history, there's always like you're so random. That's what people used to say about me. It wasn't like you do a lot of cool stuff, which I thought I was always doing. I still think it. It's always you're so <laughs> random because they can't understand that you know life is not just like you have one career, mm. one vertical, one path. They can't understand that you know you can have as many things as you want. Children get it because when you're when you're when you're when you're yeah. a child, you can do whatever you want. Nothing stops you. But as you get older, it gets drilled into you. You should specialize. Mm. You should focus on yeah. this. You should stop horsing around. Like you have that, so it takes that out of you. Um, and it never really took it out of me because I was always stubborn. And my parents were always encouraging me to try different things, and I was always encouraging myself. And again, I just, I, I just, I think if I had a superpower, and it's not like you know healing like Wolverine or read minds <laughs> or anything. We all have a superpower to read minds. It's called Facebook. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it's the, it's the superpower is just not caring what other people think. That's it. It just not caring, you know, um, it, and it's good because, you know, at the end of the day, people ruin, you know, good things, you know, people mm. tend to add, they have to interject. They have to give their opinion. They have to be right. Some people have to be right because they're incapable of being anything else, you know? Mm. So they have to have that, you know, I, I told you so. You shouldn't do this. You take the credit. And it's like, okay, you told me maybe I shouldn't do this. You didn't really change my life. You gave me your opinion. So, um, yeah, there comes a time when you have to kind of like just trust yourself and go for it. And if you fail, you fail above the expectations of others. And, you know, you 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 want to be worthy of your failures. I think that's something that people have forgotten, I think, because especially in our society, especially, you know, social media driven society where we all have to be beautiful, happy at the sunset mm. with the cocktails on the beach, rich, you know, it, like everything you could imagine, which, you know, I don't know where they're getting these people. Cause when I look outside, I don't see anybody <laughs> like that. And I live in Miami. Trust me, people really try. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, we forget that we need to be in, in the words of, you know, Dostoevsky worthy of our sufferings. And there's one quote that, you know, I tell everyone that because no one knows the quote because I don't know the writer. There's a quote from the German poet uh, Rainier Marie Vilka, which says the, the purpose of life is to be defeated by greater and greater things. Mm. And like people are like, wait, what? You're supposed to win. You're supposed to conquer. I was like, yeah, but before you can win and conquer, you have to dare and you have to keep going. And, you know, it's you it's only after multiple failures and multiple no's and multiple losses that you can get to that that victory. And then you go after something else. And I mean, mm. that's, that's, that's what you do. But I feel like people just don't want to fail. They don't, they don't want to be defeated. They, you know, they, they, they don't want to face defeats. There's a difference between facing defeats and being defeated, you know, mm. and you have to face them and you have to keep going. And, you know, the old Winston Churchill saying, uh, success is going from failure, failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Mm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't want to hold you for much longer, but if we can quickly cover, like, what, what type of entrepreneurs do you work with? Who can reach out to you for, for, for help, for advice, for coaching, for whatever? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in pretty much every industry, tons of them. Um, so as long as it's not something super hardware technical, you know, like, as long as I want to have, like, a new, like, hot air balloon transportation company, the Uber of like slow travel, as long as it's not <laughs> something like that. So no hardware. Um, yeah, I, I would say definitely nothing hardware <laughs> for anything. So if it's like, <laughs> but um, essentially, if you know, content's my main thing, you know, I, I start with the storytelling and the content. Second is the connecting. And third is, is kind of the, the fundraising 
Um, you know, I have my own fund launching myself, but before everyone races to email me to, to ask for an investment, it's only for <laughs> emerging markets. So unless you have market penetration in like, you know, Africa or Latin America or Southeast Asia, like not looking at Europe, not looking at North America, unless it's something really, 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 really exceptional. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just, I have a ton of connections through, you know, through my work at OpenVC and my own personal network of venture capitalists. I have, you know, I know how to, how decks should look. I know how to structure decks. I know how to structure stories. I know how to do grand strategy and I know how to really, you know, grow in scale, not only, you know, the startup itself, but the individuals involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd say everyone reach out, but just, you know, the caveat I have besides hardware is like, you know, I don't work for free. I'm pretty busy. So only reach out if, if you're serious. Um, if I get one more person telling me I can work for their token. I'm going to flip. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I know that one. Oh. Yeah, the, the token, the token. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, here, well, I'm going to give you my work in the form of a token, the Sean gold token, you know? So it's, um, yeah. So it's like, I don't take tokens. I don't take equity. I don't take sweat equity. I don't take any of that, you know? Um, so I always, and most people always still reach out and I still say no, just because that's, that's the way it is. Um, but yeah, I'm always open, you know, to having people reach out. If they want to subscribe to my Substack. They can subscribe. It's freemium. There's a few issues. There's a few free issues a month, and then the rest is paid. Um, but it definitely helps. It's read by entrepreneurs, investors, creatives, pretty much people from all walks of life. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty available. It's just you know, send a message. Don't don't add me on LinkedIn with with no message because I will ignore it. As I say on my LinkedIn profile, it's like just if you're connecting, just add a message while you're connecting. Um, and people just connect and then I have to say, okay, why did you connect? And then they don't respond and then I delete them. And then two months later, I'll be like, oh, hey, I thought I connected. I was going to ask you this. And it's like, okay, well, you know, um, that's it. I, again, it's all about having, I'm not so much about quantity. I'm, uh, I'm about quality, you know? Um, and in this case, quality is being able to include a message in your LinkedIn profile when, when you connect with me. <laughs> hey, Sean, I heard you on the podcast. I'd like to connect and talk to you about this. Done. Simple. Five seconds happy to instead of like, you know, who knows? I mean, I get, I mean, I'm sure you get hit up too. I get hit up for a lot of stupid stuff on LinkedIn, everything from restaurant franchises to starting my own business. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> they're so nice to offer it to me, you know? So, so yeah, but I, I'm, I'm very open. I encourage everyone to hit me up. Cool. All right. Well, so yeah, everyone, you can reach out on LinkedIn with a message. Or yeah, on shungold.com because you said yeah. nobody's contacted you there. No. So let's do that. <laughs> yeah, shoot the email. I respond to emails too. And like I said, I, I hit everyone back provided there's a message. It's like sending someone a blank email. It's like, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm just going to think it's spam and that's <laughs> it. But yeah, feel free to connect. I'm happy to help where I can. Great stuff. Well, thank you, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been dope, as the kids say. <laughs> I don't know what kids say this is. I have one 17 year old, but he's kind of like super boring type. So it's not at all an indication. <laughs> He'll know what dope means. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.